This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors put together a very disappointing performance, losing to Orlando Magic by a score of 113 to 98. For their second loss in three tries against the Magic this year, the only win against Orlando, who are, by the way, five games under 500, uh, was Danny Green's uh, buzzer beater down in Orlando. Um, aside from that, the Raptors have been blown out twice. I think the other game they lost by like 29, and this one they lost by 15 points. And um, all three games, the Raptors struggled to crack 100 points. The problem today was offense. The Raptors just... You know, they didn't have Kawhi Leonard, which, again, I'll get to that at the end of the, the podcast because that kind of deserves its own conversation. But Raptors just couldn't create any offense. Um, they shot, I think, 20-something percent in the first quarter. They only scored 15 points. Um, so they got down 25-15 real early. Kyle Lowry really gave the Raptors a shot in the arm. And the Raptors, you know, um, they were a lot better offensively in the second quarter. There's only down three heading into halftime. I figured, look, okay. You know, they got it close, you know, okay, slow start, whatever, but they'll come out, be consistent, and just execute in the second half. Nope, that did not happen. The Magic came out, dumped 60 points on the Raptors in the second half. Raptors' defense completely fell apart in the second half. And the Raptors' offense, well, you know, wasn't much to, uh, wasn't very impressive. And uh, overall, it was just, it's one of those games where you look at the Magic, like, okay, you know, they're they're coming off a loss to the Bulls. So, it's it's not like... uh, you know, they've been really consistent. But there was a really sharp difference in terms of how the Magic were able to consistently execute on both ends of the floor. They were able to, they knew exactly who was coming in every single time. Like, they had a set rotation. Um, and they knew what they were doing defensively. Like, they, they, they stayed on the string. Like, they have 
decent defensive personnel, but not great defensive personnel by any means. Vucevic is all right as a defensive center. Um, Isaac is undersized, really. He's skinny and he's long, but he, he's a little bit undersized, really, as a four. However, when you have Gordon playing three, or I don't know, maybe Isaac was playing there, it's just sort of interchangeable. The two of them together, Gordon and, and, and Isaac, um, you know, were pretty good defensively. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. It, it, the match is just, this is a classic Steve Clifford team. It really is a classic Steve Clifford team. They run a lot of pick and roll, they kind of re- repeatedly span one play. Um, especially when it's working, and today it was definitely working. Um, and then defensively, they stayed together really solid, didn't foul, they contested everything on the rim, and got a bit of hot shooting off the bench with Terrence Ross. Um, and yeah, the Raptors just, they didn't have an answer. I mean, they, they really didn't. It's not like well, it's not like early in the season where the Raptors lose, and you're like, all right, so they didn't shoot threes, they lost, right? They shot 11 of 28 from three, that's 20, 39%. That's, you know, like, okay, they usually get more attempts up, but that's not a bad night from three, um, you know, but they couldn't get to the free throw line. Only eleven fourteen. Obviously, no Kawhi. I mean, that's like seven, eight attempts per game out the lineup. But still, they couldn't get to the free throw line whatsoever, and they really couldn't get any shots to go in the paint. Like, really, they got kind of out muscled. And this game really highlighted the fact that the Raptors are really small. Like, they're just a small team. I mean, I guess obviously with Kawhi there, it's a little bit different because he's he plays bigger than his size because he can guard you know almost anybody. Um, but you know, the Raptors look kind of small today. They really did. Now, um, onto the game itself. The Raptors started Marcus Hall, finally getting his first start. And, you know, he rebounded to have a nice stat line of 16-5-5 and on 7-13 shooting with a 3. But overall, it wasn't very impressive by any means. By my, I mean, by my assessment, Gasol was kind of a negative on both ends of the floor. Now, you look at it. Vucevic was the main option for the Magic, and he torched the Raptors, just torched them. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block. Very similar to how uh, Vucevic played down in Orlando. The last time they blew out the Raptors, Vucevic, I think he almost had like a triple-double or something, but he definitely had 30 points and a bunch of rebounds and stuff. Um, same thing today. Vucevic, I think, carved up Gasol a lot defensively. Like, he popped out to 3, you know, hit 3 of 4 from outside. Um, and, you know, was also a factor on the offensive glass, and Gasol just wasn't there. Gasol only had three defensive rebounds. Busevich had three offensive rebounds. Um, but also, I just thought, like, offensively, even Gasol was just kind of flubbing some open looks. Now, eventually he settled down, and he was um, he played a nice two-man game with Kyle Lowry. That's about as nice as I can say about Gasol's game today, and it's great. Kyle and Gasol are, you know, very high IQ players, and I think Gasol's really going to help Lowry in terms of you know, he Lowry is not able to get a shot one on one, but he's very smart. He's able to cut. He's able to move ahead of his defender most of the time. He's just sort of he struggles to get separation. It really does. But you know, when Lowry can Gasol can play that two man game where they're sort of giving and going, and because um, Lowry's going back door, Gasol's popping up for three. Like the two of them can really outthink a defense. It's sort of the same way that almost the exact same way that Mike Conley and Gasol used to work it down in Memphis. Kyle is already, you know. You know, downloaded those sets and those software. It's not even a set, really. It's sort of just intuition, and these two guys are very smart. Um, but I, I saw was kind of missing, like, open layups and stuff. Wasn't getting to the line. I mean, he's had a really stingy whistle uh, since coming to Toronto. I don't know why it is, but it's just, it's, for a guy who's accomplished as much as Gasol has, um, it, it's it's kind of tough watching him get banged like this, but... Um, he wasn't getting to the free throw line, only two free throw attempts, which is not what you want to see out of your center. Usually you want your centers to get more. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it'll take time, obviously, for Gasol to integrate to the team, for sure. 
But uh, right now, it is still kind of looking shaky. It really is. And I think one of the biggest things is just, it's kind of obvious, right? Like, the conditioning is for Gasol, maybe it's just age, but the, the stamina and the um, the quickness is just really bad. There's one play where, in the second half, uh, third quarter, I believe, um, the Raptors had, you know, chased out a loose ball, and, and I think somebody saved it inbounds right on the rim, and Gasol was right there, and he just couldn't move. Like, first off, he missed offensive rebound, so the Raptors had to go scramble and chase. And then when they do recover it, and they're trying to throw it back under the rim, Gasol, again, like, just doesn't move. It's actually funny. When you watch the sequence, you're like, dude, what are you doing? It, it, I mean, that looks like me when I play a doubleheader at soccer. Like, I, I like the second half, I'm, like, like dead. I can't move, right? Like, it, it looked like that for Gasol. He just wasn't moving during that whole sequence, and the Magic got a layup. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's uh, that, That's a bit concerning. That, that That's a bit concerning. But hopefully, you know, it, it gets better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, Kyle, at least Kyle did his best um, to energize the Raptors, like I said earlier. Second quarter, when the Raptors outscored the Magic 35-28, to most of that was Kyle Lowry, who had 19 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, 6 of 13 shooting, 2 of 6 from deep, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. That's a really good game from Kyle. It really is. I mean, he reached back and got more, which is something that I've always wanted to see. Like, that's been my biggest concern with Kyle. Early in the year when he was struggling, it looked like in these tough moments he couldn't really reach back and, you know, you know, a lot of that obviously was the back, at the back injury, and he he missed like a month, and he came back, and he's been a lot better since. He really has. He had a couple of shaky games afterwards, but really he's been a lot better today. He was taking charge. Like this is honestly, this was very reminiscent of what Kyle used to do in 2015, 2016, 2017. Like that. This is Kyle. This is like peak Kyle. It really is. Uh, and he played a great game today. But I mean, you know, he's also 33 years old, and so he eventually runs out of gas. And when the Raptors ran, when he basically ran out of gas. In the second half, when he checked out um, and left it to the bench, I mean, the bench just completely got smoked. And it wasn't even like the Raptors were, you know, obviously Terrence Ross is doing this thing. He had 28 points in 30 minutes. Like, he was he was killing it. And he, he got, he's gotten really good at drawing fouls, apparently, because, um, you know, he's sort of leaning and contorting. And so he got a couple of nice whistles. He got a couple of the, 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 the Lou Williams whistles. But, you know, overall, it was really just like, the Raptors getting outworked, man. Like the bench unit as a whole, for um, for the Magic, uh, six offensive rebounds, and the Raptors' entire bench, which played a six substantial minutes, only had three, and those are all Ibaka. Like Terrence Ross had as many offensive rebounds as Ibaka, and 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 just overall, they just kind of got outworked. Um, you know, Jeremy. As much as I love the dude, he just really couldn't get it going offensively. He really couldn't. Um, I think he definitely also lacks a little bit of uh, cohesion with the team. Again, which is completely, you know, same like Gasol. Obviously, the two new guys lacking cohesion is not a surprise. Um, especially because there are guys who have the ball in their hands a lot. So, like, it's going to be a little bit awkward. But um, it seemed like Lynn and Ibaka... I don't think Lynn understands that Ibaka doesn't like to go to the rim. Um, he kind of... Like... like I don't know. Lin should really, really keep in the back of his mind that Ibaka is always there as a pressure valve in the mid-range for the pick and pop when he drives. And that's something that Lin will figure out throughout the, the season. But, like, Lin right now is mostly driving to the rim and hoping Ibaka rolls with him so that Lin can eventually create um, a mismatch or something and, and, and dump it off to Ibaka for the finish. And Ibaka's done a couple, done that a couple times, um, you know, since the two of them have started playing together. But um, for the most part, like, I think Lynn is going to traffic a lot and putting up bad shots. And sort of most of that is just he's getting too deep and he's committing himself to the shot. And it's it's not that hard to block him. Like, he's six foot three and he's not 
um, upwardly explosive. Like he's a little quick laterally. He's got a good first step, but it's not like he's going to finish over a lot of guys. So that's I think that's what's contributing to some of his struggles in terms of his shooting percentages. But um, yeah, Lynn couldn't get it going. Jody Meeks actually gave the Raptors a big boost. Uh, you know, he's on that ten day contract, and he really came in and. Uh, was actually a positive. Wow, he's a plus seven off the bench. Not easy to do because the bench was trash otherwise. But um, Meeks had like a 10, uh, he had a 10-point quarter in the second quarter there. He had two threes and whatever. But he did miss a couple wide open threes. But it's pretty apparent what he does. You know, he's got uh, super short arms, which is kind of funny to watch an NBA player. But um, he shoots it really well. And, uh, yeah, and he knows how to move. That's actually another thing. He knows how to position himself to get open and how to reposition himself and that's useful. That's nice. Um, I think off that alone, the ability to shoot and the ability to move, he should get another 10-day. So I'm happy with that. Uh, McCaw Ashi also gave the Raptors a bit of a boost as well. Defensively, he's you know been consistently solid. Offensively, I think like he's he's getting more comfortable for sure. He's still a little bit shy. He doesn't. He's not a. He's he's just not. He's just not looking to shoot most of the time. Um, I think he can shoot, and I think you know him being selective has led to his shooting percentages being good. But he's almost like at OG levels last season, where it's like he's trying to create for others uh, at first, which is great. But like um, you know, I think McCaw could probably stand to do a little bit more offensively. But today he was pretty efficient. You know, eight points, three or five, hit a three. But main issues off the bench were really that uh, Ibaka couldn't really defensive rebound. In twenty four minutes, he got five rebounds, um, and three of them were offensive. And, uh, you know, Jeremy couldn't score. And then also Powell. Man, Powell had a really good two months. Like, he had a really good two months. When he came back from his injury, he was really solved. I was like, man, look at Norm. He's doing all these moves. Like, remember that Utah game where he was, like, pulling out the Rondo fake and, and, and putting out these zero steps and these little floaters? And, like, it, he was showing a real nuance to his game. And then since the trade deadline, he's basically turned back into bad Powell. Like, bad Norm is so hard to watch because all he's doing is tossing up contested rebounds. Sorry, uh, contested layups. And ah, it, it's tough, man. Like, when you really finish a game in 15 minutes and you have zeros across the board and just two assists, which I don't remember these assists. Like, maybe they were nice. Who knows? But seriously, zeros across the board? It's 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 bad. It really is. And... um it's just that's the most frustrating part about power right like he he has ability you know he has obviously physical gifts and you know there's he can definitely do things he's not physically incapable of doing things but like man like (laughs) this this it's 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 ugly it's really sad It's, it's really sad that he can't put together these consistent stretches and it's really what's holding back his career but um yeah, Raptors, you know, they couldn't really get over the hump. They kept chasing it. They had a couple open threes that could have tied it, but, um, you know, the bench came in, in the fourth quarter and it completely blew it. Also, one thing that blew it was Nick Nurse trying random shit, which is, you know, kind of what Nick Nurse is here to do. Like, his real calling card is like, hey, I'm experimental. I'm going to try stuff, which is cool, right? It is cool. Like, it's like a, a substitute teacher comes in one day and it's like, hey, you know, instead of doing what we always do and read Shakespeare or whatever, let's watch... Um, it's, you know, instead of watching Twelfth Night, let's watch She's the Man, you know, it's like, oh, cool, this is fun, except, like, you can't have your substitute teacher come in every, you can't, like, have the substitute teacher be your teacher every single day, and then always try new stuff, and, um, you just kind of figure that, like, eventually Nurse would come and come with a consistent game plan, now, granted, he's had a lot of new players, and he's had, um, you know, a lot of injuries. So he's had a lot of lineup things that are outside of his control that has really made him, forced him to really try new stuff. But, like, there just isn't a consistent set of 
anything really you know what i mean like um yeah like defensively like he, he like he tried some stuff defensively in the fourth quarter that i was like what are you doing like he first off he went to the jumble lineup of siakam ibaka and gasol now the thing is like he's not even trying um he didn't even try the two center lineups um, forget about Siakam, right? They, they didn't even try the two center lineups with three wings before this. So I don't know why you would automatically jump to three bigs. Like it, it was, it honestly, when I saw it come on, I'm like, yo, this, this is like, this is like the Sam Mitchell, Barnani, Bosch, and uh, Jermaine O'Neal lineup. Like it really was like, what are you doing? Like these guys are a little bit more mobile, but not that much. Um, but also like, like, you know, what, what, are, why? Let's for why was it for rebounding? I don't know. But when he first put on the three the three big guys, he tried zone that led to a lot of open threes. And then he decided, okay, fine, we're not gonna do this jumble lineup. We're gonna go small, and then we're gonna trap everybody in the middle of the floor, which is weird because like it's so it, it's like impossible to consistently rotate and close out if you're gonna help like double team in the middle of the floor because it really only takes like one pass. To get an open shot. And that's what the Magic did. They got a whole bunch of jumpers. The Raptors, I don't know. They, they, I guess they were executing. But it looked really bad if that's what they were executing. And, you know. Yeah. And, look, I'll give Nurse credit. Like, I really will. Like, he has swung a lot of games by putting on these zone defenses. Either it sort of spiritually gets the Raptors to engage more and talk to each other more. Or sometimes it just, you know, if it works for the matchup. And it really does stymie the defense. This was this this was not it. <laughs> this was not it. Like the jumbo lineup and uh, the J- Jason Kidd style of trapping. Like no, no, we we just we don't need that. We we don't not not at least not for this situation. It wasn't called for, but it's a tough game. It really was. It really was a tough game. Um, and really, circling back to what I said at the top, it was part of a tough game because yo, why was Kawhi not playing? Like I get that he has this load management thing, and like it's fine. Like I honestly, you if people have listened to this podcast all season. I have not complained about load management one bit. However, this is a strange one. It really is, right? Like they just had All Star Weekend. They just had the All Star break, which by the way, Kawhi played it, right? Like he, you know, he 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 was there. He played. He was all right. He played. Um, but they had this big break. Uh, they played one game against the Spurs. Now it was a bit of an emotional game, and you know whatever. Okay, I will say it was it was it was intense. Okay, fine. It was an in, one intense game. Fine. That was Friday night. Then they had Saturday off. Then it's today. Why, why couldn't Kawhi play? It's not like they have a back to back on Monday. They don't play Monday. They play Tuesday, and then after Tuesday, they don't play till Friday. So why was Kawhi not playing? Why is like and like? I don't know. I mean, it's tough, really. Like. What would really help the situation if they could be a little bit more transparent, right? And look, they've been asked about this repeatedly, and I'm sure they've tried to say as much as they can. However, you have to admit, this is a weird game to rest a guy. It really is, right? Um, and, you know, maybe it's is Kawhi sort of still dealing with something lingering? Is it, you know, the quad injury that, you know, mysteriously held him up for most of last season? Which, okay, if it is, fine, that's fine. Just tell us, like, look, there's an innings limit. Kawhi can only play 65 games a year. That's cool. We can deal with that. But it's it, like, is it something else? Is it another injury? Is it that knee injury that he had where, you know, it was a minor knock, but then he's come back in the last six games, he's been really, really off? If it's that, okay, tell us. It's fine. People will understand. But, like, this game is weird. It's just, it's flat out weird. It just is. And without Kawhi today, the Raptors, you know, we're in a tough spot. They really are. Kyle did his best, but, damn, this is a... Uh, the Magic team were, were really good tonight. So, in terms of your three stars, I'll give Kyle the number one star. 
Um, I'll give. I mean, I don't even know. Makah the second star and Jody Meeks the third star. Man, it, <laughs> this this was a tough game. I guess Danny deserves some love, but I, I, I don't know. Danny also had a really easy assignment with DJ Augustine, and I think Augustine thoroughly outplayed him. So I, it's hard to give it to Danny as well. So you know what? I'll give it to Lowry, McCaw, and Jody Meeks. That this is what a weird game. And then Gerald Henderson obviously is Terrence Ross, who had 28 points, 30 minutes off the bench. You know, this is what Terrence does. Like, he's become a microwave scorer. I'm really happy that he's carved out a consistent role in in, in the NBA. He's really gone to the magic. He's really gotten his career sort of consistent. Um, and, you know, I'm still hesitant that he can be, like, a playoff-type contributor, but it just doesn't matter. The magic just need to get to the playoffs. And, yeah, I'm really happy that Ross is thriving and he's uh, taken to this role. And the magic, you know, I'm happy they didn't decide to trade Vucevic and Ross and then try to tank because, like, Bro, the Magic have tanked and then gotten the sixth seed and drafted a center so many times. Like, no, just please just try to be competitive. And Ross and Vucevic are, you know, very useful pieces, and they showed it tonight. So, it does for the podcast. Uh, Ten things right now is on Raptors Republic. Uh, I'll explain sort of what's going on, you know, when I can. But for now, it's on Raptors Republic. You can read it there. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll be back on Tuesday after Raptors play host to the Boston Celtics. That's going to be a big one. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.